episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV Experience. Travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Yep, next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. The best part about Gunspot is there's no hidden fee either when you go to checkout. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger may rise. Make sure in position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. And check out our great sponsors, Miners and Monroe, at minersandmonroe.com. Use that code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. Uh, a lot of cool hats, shirts, apothecary goods, watches, boots, an unlimited number of supplies that you can get from Miners and Monroe. Use that code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off. Absolutely. And before you make the trip to Miners and Monroe, you're probably going to need your oil change or your tire service. So I'll get that taken care of right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. They do specialize in tires and lube, but make sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. And after you're done there, you might as well head to Club 609. Check out their happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Yeah, that's right. That's like six hours of two-for-one drink specials yep. and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Club 609, rather, a great spot to spend um, any afternoon. Now that it's not Valentine's Day anymore, you can get back in there. Probably not as busy. But that, it's our ad reads. Mixing it up on you folks, making sure you're listening to them. Loaded show today, a fun one, and now no breaks. No we'll breaks. See, unless I throw to another ad. You never know. I was going to say, I, you got something I don't? Roper Kia. Go visit them. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mention us here at Mic'd Up. I was going to save it till the end of the show. Check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they'll help you find it. And if you mention us and mic'd up, they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. A loaded show today, though. Um, it's weird because now it's the day after football. Now what are we going to do? I think a lot of people probably woke up this morning and they're feeling like I was. What is there to talk about? Are we really going to do this basketball thing? Are we talking baseball? Because there is no baseball to talk about. But we will get into it a little bit today, actually. And then um, uh, some of the drama that's going on in the NFL. Uh, I saw Tom Brady's name circulating a lot. A lot of people are talking about Matt Stafford. Does he belong in the Hall of Fame? And we'll also look at the league calendar. We're going to look at some of the stuff uh, that LeBron has been in the news for. And like I said, baseball prospects. And as always, on Tuesdays, Tell the Truth Tuesday, who knows where that will take us, and all the randomness that you've grown to love over the time. But I did want to start here with the off-season calendar and what to expect next, because I will tell you, over these next couple weeks, it's going to get real boring on the weekends. It, it did for me Pro Bowl weekend, and that like scariness set in of, oh shit, what am I going to do on on Sunday afternoons now? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it hit me last night. I was like, Football season's over. Like, shit. Like, that's it. Season's done. Super Bowl, Rams, yep. best team on to finish the top. And I don't yeah. want to keep talking about the Super Bowl for the entire week. No, I, I mean, that's it. Like, congrats. <laughs> we saw, you we won it. it. I did. Uh, however, 
I will say, yesterday you mentioned the Matt Stafford no-look pass. Mm-hmm. I, yesterday on Twitter, I think a lot of people probably saw the other angle of it. It kind of came out after we were done recording. And it, it was an amazing throw. So even yesterday, I was like, what's going to be the memorable moment of that Super Bowl? That it, that was it. Yeah. And I don't know if like the if on TV they just weren't talking about it a lot. I don't think they realized it till after the game. Yeah. I think it was one of those deals where one person probably saw it and they were able to kind of go back and yeah. see the moment and go, oh, my God, that was a no-look. And then right. you get that one videographer who's in the end zone zoomed in on Stafford and realizes, holy shit, I actually caught that no, shot. That's an iPhone 13. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't I'm amazing. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. There's but a kid that uh, films for the Chiefs, like Billy Quash, I think is his last name. No idea. Um, but he's a videographer. He's from Arkansas. I've been following him since – he joined Kansas City as like a summer intern, but he always gets like the premier shots for with the Chiefs. Like that one shot where it's like behind Travis Kelsey and he's walking onto the field and the the planes fly over and then you see the fireworks go off and he puts on his helmet. He caught that shot. He got that Patrick Mahomes really cool. running the end zone. I've never seen it. You haven't? <laughs> it's probably one of my favorites. Like I love that like videography, like picture stuff. Oh like, yeah, you're a big sucker picture for it. moments. He does you're a heck video, of a Jack. job. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that caught that shot in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he he's always in the right like spot. It's weird, and everyone's like, "How do you do it?" He's like, "I literally have no idea. I just go to the opposite end zone where they're coming to me, so I can get like them running or whatnot." And he's like, "Usually, end up catching a big play too." And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. So that was one? that was a really cool moment and it, that I did not even come close to recognizing Sunday watching the game. You brought it up a little bit yesterday morning, mm-hmm. but then afterwards seeing it, it was phenomenal. Give Matt Stafford all the credit. That he deserves on that one because it was it was a beautiful throw. Did you see the sound clip from McVeigh? I did. Calling Aaron Donald getting the making the game ending play. Yeah. I think that'll probably be the sound clip that comes from this. I think that too. was the most overreacted thing I've probably ever seen. <laughs> what? You have the best defensive player possibly ever. Mm-hmm. It's fourth and one. And you think he's gonna make a big play. That is like fourth quarter. Three seconds left. Kobe Bryant's on the court. And you're like, you know what? This is your moment, Kobe. I bet you make the shot. Yeah, no fucking shit. Everybody could have called that. My nine-year-old daughter could be like, hey, who's the best player on the team? 99 is? Okay, I bet he makes a play here. That, okay, because I was looking at it as like from a Chiefs chain view, and it's like Chris Jones going to go make a play. I'll tell you what, half the time, he doesn't. Still right. cashes in on Tuesday, on Sunday, AFC uh-huh. Chiefs game. Don't see you. It's whatever. But it would have been like on the opposite sideline. If, uh, you know, Zach Taylor is like, this is it. Joe Burrow going to make a big play. But he didn't. But, you know, if he did, everybody would be like, oh, look at the coach. He called it. Yeah, no duh. Everybody could have called that one. That's why Sean McVay, I don't like him. So maybe I view him with a little bit of a different looking glass than most people. But to me, that was one of the biggest no duh statements. Like, this is it, 99. We're going to be world champs. Yeah. This is your moment. I did like how he said this is the moment you were talking about because in the last Super Bowl, there's that clip of Aaron Donald talking to himself, like, make a play, do it. This is what you work for. This is where all that hard work and training, this is when it pays off. And, like, he did end up getting to, and he did this time. And it's not like that he was just stagnant in the entire game where it's like, oh, I haven't heard anything from Aaron Donald. (laughs) Nope, he was dominant. Yeah. He's the reason they got to fourth and one because he literally stopped him on third and one. I hate to be the thief of joy of cool moments. So I'll start calling you mom. (laughs) (laughs) But watching that one, I got, I think you probably also got like an alert. And I was like, oh, okay, like let's see what this is about. Or saw it on Twitter. 
of people being like McVeigh called it at the end of the game. It's like, yeah, oh, I, I did see, see that. that. He, all he said was that Aaron Donald was going to make a big play. Congratulations. That is going to a psychic and then being like, or a, not even a psychic because that shit is real and I've been. It's like a fortune cookie being like, oh, something good's going to happen to you today. And then you find a dollar and you're like, holy shit, I did. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Great day. Getting Chinese tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Saving that one in the old wallet for a while. But it was cool to see that, I guess. But I, I've told this story on the podcast before. When I was coaching high school football, I worked with a, a head coach who could call out touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like we're on the goal line, like first and two from you know the two or whatever, and he's like, oh, you got a touchdown right here. He would run what was called a freeze play. And you see it in the NFL a lot too. The guys will come up to the line and they'll try to like draw you off sides and then they look to the sideline. It's very popular in college. And then they get to play. So what happens is the coach sees what defense you're in and then he calls a play. And I countless times I watched that dude call freeze play, see what the defense is in, call the play from the sideline, and then be like, oh, yeah, love it, touchdown, right here. And I don't think he ever missed. Like, if, if he did, it was like it was there, but the players failed somehow. Uh, like an incompletion or something. Yeah. But it would be like, holy shit, that guy is wide open in the seam and should have been a touchdown. But I'm talking like 40, 60 yards out, big, huge plays, just bombs, and he would be like, touchdown right here, love it. And he, he wasn't a cocky or arrogant guy. But he would Steph Curry and be like, touchdown, love it, kickoff team, get ready, and walk off. And I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> how did you do that? So is that he is still impressive. there, or is he has he moved no? Up? He got fired. What? Yeah. Was he a piece of shit? No, he was a good dude, nice guy. Damn, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He he did though. He was one. You got to check sm- back in with him and he's like, hey man, where are you at? Because I talk about you a lot. Yeah, he's not a lot, the- but. One of the smartest uh, football coaches I've ever talked to, offensively at least. He knew that defense was like a weakness for him. So Man, he, that's cool. I've never had, experienced that. Yeah, he had a, a good defensive coordinator. We had a power hour coach. Every play <laughs> yeah. was a run. Yeah, got to we'll, do it perfectly. We'll get we'll get one, two, three yards of pop. One last eventually, play if you do it right. Eventually, it'll it'll break out. They'll get defense will get tired. Uh-huh. No. They'll just probably fall, and one of us will get on the pole right, and boom, there it goes. Right. Uh, But speaking of real football, NFL football, (laughs) and the calendar that's going to come out, and like what to look forward to, I was kind of looking at some of the dates. We were talking about it yesterday. The combine is right around the corner. It's weird to me, though, that it's March 1st. I guess, you know, they move the whole league year up one, and it's really throwing me off. Like the Senior Bowl being into February – Really threw me off. It's usually always in last week of January, which it still kind of was, but it was it was different. The Super yeah. Bowl being right butted up next to Valentine's Day threw me off. So now the combine is from March first through I I believe I saw March seventh. Yeah, I don't think those are the TV dates. I think some of that is the report date. Like players will start coming in, getting some of their medicals, and they're not really doing like the workout yeah. stuff yet. But I don't know. I I have to check on that one. That's right around the corner. That's going to be. Very exciting. Possibly the last time it's in Indianapolis, too. That's the rumor out there. I wouldn't which, be against it. Which is kind of crazy because, I mean, I don't know. I'm the type of person that if it works, why try and change it? But the NFL is clearly wanting to make a change and go a different direction with where their head offices are and where things are done, especially because it's so easy for people to get across the country now. Right. Instead of like, oh, everyone just meets in the middle of Indianapolis, there's and other options. I do like Indianapolis. We've been there a couple times. It's a pretty cool little spot. 
Uh, a great food, obviously. Elmo Steakhouse is world famous. Mm-hmm. It's always cold there. Well, I can't. I mean, it snows. Yeah, Every there have year, been multiple times where I've gotten there and been like, "Oh no, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it home. Like my flights are going to get canceled. It driving's going to be impossible." Because there for a while. It, was flying out there, and every year it's like, oh no, they just got hit by another snowstorm, mm-hmm. which is probably not even a snowstorm to them. It's just a Thursday. But to me, it was like, <laughs> my flight's going to get canceled. Oh, great. <laughs> How am I supposed to explain this one? When you see planes having to get hosed down in hot water yeah. so they don't freeze in the sky, it's like, oh, okay, here right. we go. And then, you know, started driving because it kept running into the flight problem. That's probably worse. Yeah. Well, we've already done driving through the snow and ice. I'm kind of done with that, to be honest. I was terrified <laughs> enough in the past. Right. Seat. Yeah, I could I could do without that for the rest of yeah. my life. So if they do want to move the combine to somewhere like Dallas, or I'll tell you, the more and more I see SoFi Stadium, that thing is beautiful. I mean, even the Raiders Stadium looks great. Allegiant yeah. Stadium, golly. And I know part of it with Indianapolis is they have a, a great network of hospitals, so they can get these guys in and out for the medical testing. Yep. Yeah, they have. Be, sorry. Okay. They have the the like conference rooms and stuff like that for the interview process, and like they really they built up that city to host the combine, which kind of sucks because they are they're going to move it yeah. eventually. But you have to have that. It's it's kind of like the Super Bowl when they're looking at oh okay who can host the Super Bowl? Do you have enough hotels? Is you know infrastructure good enough for you to host it? Uh, that's why I look at places like Dallas to where we were just there. Uh, I think that's a place that could definitely do it. And I think the NFL is in love with Los Angeles right now. Oh, 100%. What I would love to see is Kansas City win another Super Bowl and then go, do you know what? We actually want to try and host one of these. Let's just go ahead and build a new stadium. Because by that point, it's probably going to be five years from now if the official stadium gets done. Yeah. Also, Coffin's probably going to be a downtown ballpark by that point. Boom. Right. There's another spot. There's another spot for a new Arrowhead. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, they share a parking lot, Kaufman yeah. and Arrowhead, literal neighbors. Look up the Truman Sports Complex in Kansas City, Missouri, and you will see how massive it is. I'm sure you've seen it on TV with all the primetime games if you've been watching those because Kansas City's on it a lot. But it's also the thing, like, I love the stadium. Like I love Arrowhead, and I love Kansas City. It is crazy how far out of town that is. And it's not, like, if you're from Kansas City, it's like, oh, it's only like 10, 15 minutes out of town. For some reason, like, like being in Atlanta, that stadium is like right there. It's like right on the outskirts of the city. It's crazy how like kind of spread out Kansas City has gotten in a way where it's like if you do want to go anywhere or be someplace, it's probably going to take you 20 minutes to get there. Yeah, and with traffic afterwards, mm-hmm. it can be ridiculous sometimes too. I love Kauffman Stadium. I'll always tell people when my bias is showing, I love Kauffman. It's my favorite baseball park. Yep. For a lot of reasons. I'm sure there are nicer ones out there. So it's kind of like a bittersweet thing that the Royals might eventually get a new stadium. I, I it'll happen. They're going to move downtown. So I just it's have been to, what thirty five years now, forty yeah. years almost. Like yeah, sixty nine or seventy two, somewhere around there. Yeah, that they built the stadium. I mean, then, both of them were like bam, bam. Yeah, Arrowhead and Kaufman. But they did those renovations a couple years back that That's were really true. good. Spe- like especially on the Kaufman side, <laughs> <laughs> Arrowhead. I know a lot of people have some great ties to that stadium, and much like a lot of these other NFL stadiums too, they're just a dump. I'm sorry, they they are not keeping up with the times. And yeah. if you go to a stadium like in Atlanta or SoFi, Allegiant, a lot of these stadiums just aren't keeping up. It's time you get to-, to ride an escalator up, <laughs> <laughs> like. 
Why are we not wanting that? Now we're going to take this cool spiral and bang the metal on the way down. Even like Nissan. That is fun. You can also put metal on the side of an escalator and slap that on the way down. Yeah, like in Nashville, you know, like it was, it's a fairly new stadium. It doesn't hold up to what they're doing in Atlanta, Dallas, and L.A. That's probably the stadium that needs to be rebuilt next. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's a pretty cool design. Sucks getting up there. (laughs) That was a workout (laughs) to walk up there. Legitimately. And it was hot outside. (laughs) It was not fun. I I will tell you that. So I I do think that a lot of these NFL stadiums, I don't know that you'll ever replace like Lambeau. No. I've never been to it, so I don't know what it's like. But I don't know. It will never be replaced. And hopefully they never do what they did to Soldier Field, to some of these old classic stadiums. You just put a freaking spaceship on top of it? You need to just recognize, like, yep, we can't play here anymore. Let's tear it down. Or you've got to embrace the, like, yes, this is just going to be a concrete jungle the entire time. (laughs) Forever. Right. Like, here's (laughs) a historic stadium. But, I mean, there's something I get. I don't know. Like, are we getting to a point where, like, the outside elements still matter? Like in Chicago, like is Chicago always going to want to have an outdoor stadium? You know what I mean? Probably, yeah. Like Green Bay, I think they will. Yeah, as well. Detroit's in a dome, but Minnesota's I do think there are a lot dome. of those cities that are like, even in like Cleveland and Pittsburgh, I think they would never dome. They want to be, yeah, those outdoor cities. Buffalo would be an interesting one. I think they should go dome. I would, uh, yeah. If you want to get the most out of Josh Allen, yeah. I think you go dome. Yeah. And I mean most, like, longevity of a career as well. Oh, yeah. Get him playing in a dome? (laughs) Instead, you got him out there in, like, negative 12-degree weather getting hit while he runs? Yeah, that's going to take a year or two off, bub. (laughs) That shit hurts. (laughs) We're debating him taking Viagra before games. Like, just build a stadium with a dome. (laughs) Solves all your problems. Now it's 72 degrees inside. (laughs) Or you know what? Make it 50 degrees in there. Whatever you want to do. Just I don't need the sleet and rain and snow. And Buffalo all the time. I mean, it it's bad. cool, but, like, at the same time, does it still – I don't know. I just feel like there's so much advancement in, like, technology and, like, the cleats, like, in everything that they do to where, like, it doesn't affect anybody anymore. Unless there's piles of snow. Oh, back to the advancement. They have the hot water system underneath the field to where there's not even any snow on the field. The field's the warmest part of the whole damn thing. Yeah. As a fan, I'd be like, can I just go lay down over there? Because this wind is hurting my nose. Yeah, put me in the grass. Where that <laughs> field level, it's, you know, 80 degrees under there. Yeah, like seat warmers. That'd be sick. That would. Um, other deadline, or sorry, uh, key dates in the NFL schedule. March 8th is the deadline to tag players. And March 16th, free agency begins. And trades can become official that day. That's when the league year begins. There are going to be trades that take place between now and then, but then you're going to get that alert or that tweet on March 16th. It's like, now the deal is official. Mm-hmm. They'll agree to the terms, but they become official March 16th. And then uh, later in April, April 28th through 30th, we'll get the NFL draft, which is obviously a very fun time for both of us. Yeah, and it's crazy to like be talking about this. I shouldn't even say this far in advance, but – like. With March 8th, like you said, the franchise tag, and then you know the new year coming in March 16th for the, the new league year, I should say. It's crazy how quickly that's going to come. Because like, we're already in like, February 15th. People hearing this be like, yeah, no shit, dude. Look at the calendar. This month has flown by. I mean, this entire year so far. It's just like, whoosh, boom, here we are, a month and a half in. And I was like, huh, 
I got my combine. I got my 40-yard dash coming up. I will get into that later. Right. Like, I don't even know but when to like, schedule it because there's so much shit going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, next three weekends, I'm out of town. So it's just. <laughs> right. I try to do sprints and play basketball. Freaking feet hurt. Now it's like, great. I don't know how. We'll talk about it later to tell the truth. But I'm getting a little worried, dog. I'm getting older. Yeah. Only six. Um, March 8th is the deadline for the franchise tag. And I saw a lot of content this morning, and I'll just read my tweets online. Uh Everybody gets so excited, and I know that specifically you and I are Chiefs fans. They, I think they're the worst fan base, or maybe it's just because they're the only fan base that I really see. That They have so many of these like Arrowhead Network places that are like, this is the off-season plan. And it is just absolutely garbage content <laughs> because a lot of these free agents, like you look at it, and I know ESPN put out even a top 50 free agents. Most of them won't hit the market. So they're not even really free agents. And I get, like, it's the day after the Super Bowl. People want this content, and they're like, all right, offseason starts now. The top free agent on the list is Devontae Adams. I don't know that I would say he's a free agent. I know a lot of people kind of expect him to leave because the Aaron Rodgers last dance stuff. He's going to get franchise tagged. 100%. Like, if Green Bay doesn't franchise tag him, they're the dumbest franchise <laughs> in sports because you're going to run off a quarterback – and just let a receiver walk, it's not going to happen. But not just any receiver, like the best receiver in the league right now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think you can argue it. He's the best receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, obviously he's number one on that list, but he's also he's not going to hit free agency. And I think that even if he moves and he gets put on a different team, it's not going to be like, yeah, I signed here as a free agent. He's going to get traded. Yeah, it'll be a tag-and-trade situation. Yeah, so, I mean, even moving down the list, uh, Teron Armstead, I do think that he will be a free agent because what the Saints are doing. <laughs> they don't have cap space. They can't. <laughs> I don't even think they can franchise tag him because it would just cost too much. So I do think that he could hit free agency. But then, yeah. you, you know, you keep scrolling and you see guys like Mike Williams with the Chargers. I'm not convinced that they let him walk. I'm not convinced he's – that good of a player. That too. I mean, he's yes, he's good. Don't let me take that away from uh-huh. him. Be healthy an entire season, not right. just your contract year. Or you know some of these other receivers, Chris Godwin. I think Tampa Bay really likes him. I do too. And last year it was like, hey, we don't really have the salary cap space to resign you. But even Bruce Arians in their Super Bowl parade was like, your ass isn't going anywhere. <laughs> and I, I kind of think that he meant that with Chris Godwin. So, I mean, just – I'd say if you're an NFL fan, don't get your hopes up for a lot of these guys signing. Well, especially with a lot of these top ten guys. Like, Devontae Adams, they have him listed as, like, the best team to go to is the Raiders. Like you said, he's probably not going to be Green Bay, so don't even give Raiders fans that false sense of hope because it ain't going to happen. Right. You still have Derek Carr as your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is not going to look at Derek Carr and go, man, I'm going to leave a back-to-back MVP well, they, and go to Derek Carr. They did play together in college, though. Yeah. And that's why he loves Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, this is here. And even some of the other names on the list, like Jesse Bates with the Bengals. He's probably getting franchise tag or he's going to get an extension. That dude's going to get a massive deal. He's got an interception in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. Orlando Brown with the Chiefs. He is technically a free agent. Did Jesse Bates have an interception every game this playoff? Oh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Because he did the first play against the Titans. He did in the Super Bowl. It wasn't him that had the interception in the Chiefs game, was it? And overtime, short term memory. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot. But he's about had a very good forward. playoff run. But bottom line, he's going to get paid a ton of money. This dude has played incredible the last couple of years and had a huge showing in the playoffs and Super Bowl as well. 
And if they franchise tag him, it's only like $13 million. Yeah, welcome to the franchise tag, Jesse Bates. Um, Orlando Brown, like I said, with the Chiefs, they traded for him. You're not really in a position to just let him walk. So he's either going to get an extension or he's going to get the franchise tag as well. You know, guys, I think it gets interesting with guys like Von Miller, Odell Beckham, what happens with them and the Rams. Can they find money for him? But, I mean, a whole list. Just be cautious. Or, you know, if you, maybe you're a guy who even writes your own stuff, and you're like, oh, off-season plans. I see it every year with these guys. They're like, oh, we're going to sign this guy, this guy, that guy, <laughs> and then draft this player. Well, <laughs> they have to be there and be available. Yeah. They, a lot of these guys are going to go back to their team if they're good. And if not, there's a reason why they're being let go. And if you do want to go that route, just be like, guys, I would love to see be on my favorite team that could possibly be free agents. Because if you write in a whole like – if you're a Chiefs fan and you think there's any possibility that Devontae Adams is going to be on this team, zip it. Be quiet. Get some help. Like, <laughs> right. For real. Like, any with any of these other top ten guys. Like, Tyron Matthews on this list as well, and they have him best fit. Kansas City, I don't want to read this entire article here. I'm sorry. Dude's going to have to take a major pay cut if he wants to stay in Kansas City. Probably so. And he keeps reiterating, like, I want to be in Kansas City. I love it here. Yada, yada, yada. That's awesome. Kansas City fans want you to be there as well. Not for not for an expensive price tag. There's too many other needs on this team. And he's too old to pay you almost twenty million dollars to be a safety and get pissed off that everyone else is failing their assignments. Make sure they know their assignment before the play starts. Then, if you're the true leader. Speaking of guys that are old, there's a lot of buzz around Tom Brady and the fact that he maybe doesn't want to retire. He just wants out of Tampa Bay, and all of it it's rumor and speculation. I haven't really seen anybody. Big time talking about it yet, but him trying to work his way back to San Francisco, where he is uh, grew up, I guess, and was a 49ers fan. Yeah. Just an interesting storyline to kind of keep tabs on. I think it would be really weird for him to do that. Like, I feel like Tom Brady is a guy we wouldn't expect to do the whole, or maybe we just haven't expected to do the whole retire, try and find a way back in the league. Because, I mean, Tampa still has the rights to him. Right, so, so like, even if it's going to have to be a trade no matter yeah, what. If he says, like, actually, I want to unretire, I want to go to the 49ers. Well, you're going to have to trade. I mean, that's at any point, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't just be, like, after June 1, right. like, boom. It's like Gronk. Gronk was retired for an entire season. That's and then right. came back, and uh, the Patriots had to trade him to Tampa Bay. And granted, they got, like, a seventh for him. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sucks. But <laughs> Looking back, probably should ask for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, that's the same case. And I don't think that Tom Brady would come out this offseason and be like, I'm going to retire just to try to work his way to San Francisco. And even if you're San Francisco, that's a really tough spot to be in. Yeah, it is. Because you, you're finally moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, <clears throat> and you have Trey Lance, who you traded up for. I mean, we, we all know, but it's just the fact that you'd give up that amount of picks to go up and get him. And then say, actually, we're going to play Jimmy Garoppolo this entire season. Trey Lance is going to have a little bit of playing time. There's a little bit of hope there. Oh, now here's Tom Brady. Now, it's going to be hard to say no to Tom Brady. But at the same time, at some point, you have to move forward with your franchise and play the guy that you moved up to go get. And Trey Lance looks pretty ready. He's he's played games, Mm -hmm. and he looks pretty good during those games. And that rookie contract is like what you want out of – a Super Bowl winner. I mean, just look at most of these teams. I know the Rams are a little bit different, but even the Bengals and the way they built their team around Joe Burrow and his rookie contract, that's what you want. And the 49ers, you kind of have that with Trey Lance. 
I mean, you can say the same thing with the Arizona Cardinals. We saw Seattle do. I think they're really the first team that kind of caught on with the whole, like, yep. okay, hey, we can pay a lot of other guys because our quarterback's on a rookie deal. Let's have some fun here. We've seen Arizona try to do it with Kyler. Granted, it's not working out right now. No, he's being a real pain in the ass. Honestly, being a little crybaby. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Emphasis I'm, on the little, but. The Chiefs with Mahomes. Uh, the Bills yeah. probably have another year with Josh Allen, I think, before his big contract kicks in. Here you go. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yep, he's still on a rookie deal, and so I mean, this man, is if they don't window. if they don't sign him this off season, he goes off and has a big year with everyone healthy. He's yeah. gonna be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. fifty million. Yeah, easy exactly. fifty million dollar swing based off. Yep, if, I mean he could easily win another MVP. Because what's Dak at? Is Dak at forty or forty five? I yeah, can't I remember what so. he got. Did he get the forty five? I think he got. I don't remember. I don't know. I couldn't remember if it was right in the middle. But either way, like with Lamar Jackson. You're going to look at him and go, he's done more than Dak. He's right. won an MVP. If he gets another playoff win, that's more than Dak. So it's just one of these situations where, hey, that's that's a tough spot for Baltimore. If he wins two MVPs, that. which I do think he could do, like if they address the receiver position, get him some targets, get guys healthy, you'll get J.K. Dobbins back. If he wins two MVPs, I think we're in that Mahomes category of maybe not as long of a contract because of his style yeah. of play. But I, I think you're gonna be looking at forty five, fifty million dollars <laughs> for like a six year deal. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh huh. So I, it is. It's risky. He also could come out shit the bed this year, and you're like, hey, give you thirty five. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Tyler Huntley does just enough as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're uh, we're actually not tagging you. Uh, so, bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which they wouldn't do. I think they would try to trade him. But yeah. I mean, a lot can go wrong, and that's why even with the Kyler Murray stuff, uh, he wants a, a contract extension. Now, I would I wouldn't do it if I were the Cardinals. It's like I need to see another year. You were hurt a lot this year. Things looked really good to, to begin the season, then they kind of fell apart. I need one more year, and then yeah, we we'll, we can talk about an extension. Yeah, and even with you saying being hurt a lot this year, people might be like, "Well, he only missed like a game or two. No, it's like the nagging injuries that mm-hmm. this guy's had his entire time he's been in the NFL. Right, and there's been rumors from some sources that we have. Dude really doesn't like to listen to the training staff of the Cardinals. Kind of likes to go rogue, do his own thing. <laughs> it doesn't help, man. It's not It's not working out, like you said. Right. And it's one of those things where you're Arizona and you're sitting here looking at it going, man, we're going to have to go to another quarterback? Like That's twice we've missed out on top ten quarterbacks in the draft. One at ten and one at one. Right. We're not good at drafting quarterbacks. It's hard. One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of NFL fans need to appreciate what they have. As what if Arizona position. got Tom Brady? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I doubt it. I don't know what that laugh was that I just did, but <laughs> but even I know a lot of people were talking about Kyler yesterday. Like Arizona's done a good job of surrounding him with targets. This isn't a situation like Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, where he's like, I have a five eight guy to throw to. Like this is supposed to be yeah my number one and broke ass Sammy Watkins. <laughs> no, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. Who, when they brought him to Arizona, he was the best receiver in the league. Yep. You got A.J. Green, who had a pretty spectacular year in terms of what he's been of recent. Almost had 1,000 yards. Was healthy majority of the year, it seemed like. Yep. You like Guys to see like that? Zach Ertz at tight end. Yep. Been very good. They tried to draft a receiver in Andy Isabella that just didn't work out, but they tried. Christian Kirk. <laughs> yeah. They brought in James Conner at running back. Two first names. Rodney Hudson at center. They've done everything they need to do with Kyler Murray. I mean, even on defense, you got J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, who I, I think he's a possible free agent this year, right? Yeah, I think so, too. I didn't go far enough down the list to see it, but. 
Yeah. Still one of those situations. Yeah, there he is, 16. A lot of movement could happen with those Arizona Cardinals. I don't. I would assume that they keep Kyler for at least another year. But it is – you never want to have like this like drama going on with your quarterback. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about it last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about coaches, right? It was like, well, if this is your guy – and you're going to go a year ahead. Like, go ahead and do it. Like, go through the growing pains together. Yeah. Same thing with the quarterback. If this isn't your guy, get rid of him even a year early. Like, just move on from it. Just realize, hey, this wasn't going to work out. The other guys in the Josh locker room. Rose. Yeah, like, guys don't respect him. He's not a very good leader. He's not picking up on it. We've tried. It's being a pain in the butt. It's too difficult. It's too, this franchise is worth way too much money for us to dick around for another year. So move they on from this guy and go get thing. somebody. With their coach. And be like, ugh, it was a year too early, but it's not working out. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go in a different direction. Go see if USC is hiring again. Oh, they're not? Dang. Right. I, and I know a lot of people are talking about that Chiefs offensive coordinator position. No. Which Cliff Kingsbury can't yet because he is still an NFL head coach for another season at least. Was there any update on Eric Bieniemy? I haven't heard anything. Okay, either. I didn't either, so. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of moving pieces. Another coach that could be moving, we kind of talked about it yesterday, was um, Sean McVay. And there's a lot more buzz happening about it that uh, I think is even Dan Patrick this morning said that there's a source that say him and ESPN are, are in talks, that there is mutual interest there. And with the way some of these broadcasters are getting paid now, I think Sean McVay could make more money broadcasting than he could coaching. And I tell you, you're not doing a lot of broadcasting stuff in the off season. You're not you're not preparing for, you know, you're doing practice runs with uh, ESPN and Monday Night Football. You're probably just kind of sitting around. Yeah, it's crazy that you can make more money in the booth than as an actual freaking coach. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because uh, with NFL coaching contracts, it's not that public like it is with the players. So I was even trying to look around this morning. And, like, every article that I could find, I read three of them this morning, were like, it's reported that Sean McVay makes 8.5. Nobody was like, it's confirmed this is his contract. It's like, it's reported he makes around $8.5 million, which still puts him as, like, a top five head coach in the NFL. Tony Romo is making $17 million a year with CBS. And I think that Monday Night Football with ESPN, like, once that new flashy name, I... I know that they came out with the three guys, and I think they do a pretty good job. But I think you can tell that they're kind of looking for more. And Sean McVay would be a huge name. He's not a huge guy. He's a little guy, a little voice. <laughs> and I am not in favor of it, but I also understand his thought process of, man, I just want a Super Bowl. But now I could go to the booth where I'm only working six, eight months a year. Like your stock's not going to get any higher unless you go win another Super Bowl right mm-hmm. now. And he's still young. What is he, like 36 years old? Yeah. And so, like, say he tries broadcasting for two years and he doesn't like it or he's just not good at it or does it for a year like Jason Winton did. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm good, actually. I'm going to go back. He's immediately the top coaching candidate. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm his agent, you almost have to do it now. Because if you have another season with the Rams and you do pretty good, that's cool. But you're not coming back to coaching with the, like, hey, he last time he was here, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I think he almost has to do it this season. Well, I mean, especially if it's, one, going to be the pay raise, and two, if you're just kind of over the whole coaching aspects. I mean, this guy's been in football, I believe, almost his entire life. 
Probably. So, I mean, he's been working his ass off to be a head coach. Now you're a head coach, and it's like, all right, you know, a little bit of a break here, 36 years old. This has been a consistent grind for, you know, 15 solid years of being at the lowest low in the NFL up to the highest position I can be in terms of coaching. Let's go experience something else. Let's go have, you know, let's reignite the fire, you know, keep the flame going on the love of the game and finding a new route to go about it. I mean, that's what John Madden did. Exactly. That's what I'm not about to compare those two, but. John Madden says, like, I kind of felt like I reached a point with this where, like, I wanted to go do something else. TV refilled that fire. I loved the game. I loved teaching. That's what I was able to do. I do think Sean McVay would be very good at that and helping explain the game in a way that I don't think, honestly, we as viewers have had in a very long time. I still think he's going to be annoying, but if I were his agent or if he, you know, if I run into him at the combine again and we're taking a piss next to each other um, in the, the bathroom and he says, hey, Melo, what should I do? I think he should go to broadcasting. <laughs> that would be my advice. Hey, Melo, what should I do? <laughs> Flush. Uh, yeah. Wash your hands when you're done. Uh, quit looking at me, pervert. Yeah, what are you uh, talking about? Uh, but broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, but definitely uh, check it out. And with Amazon too is another thing where even if you're making like just a little bit more money to broadcast, but you don't have to do the grinding in-season work. Now, I'm not trying to discount like what announcers do or broadcasters do. It's a tough job. There's a lot of travel. There's a lot of prep work where they're getting in on like a, you know, Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever, and they're meeting with the coaches and the quarterbacks and figuring out the game plan and things like that. So there's work to be done as a broadcaster. It's not the 12-hour days you're putting in as an NFL head coach. Yeah, it's not 365 days a year. So I get it. I if you know an ESPN came at him and they're like, hey, we'll give you the exact same dollar amount. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> bye like, i'll do this yeah let's sign a one-year two-year deal and let's see if i'm good at it and if i like it yeah and then again if you don't you're coming back into coaching very very young younger than most coaches get a head coaching job <laughs> yeah. and you're and, already a super bowl winner i mean you're coming in with more stock than john gruden did like oh, yeah. oh you want a super bowl with tampa bay like god you know the whole qb camp thing that he did like maybe you get that going with mcbay again like I think those are the little things that ESPN's kind of been missing with Gruden going to coaching and yeah everything else that I came out like about that. in terms of the emails. But like I I did like those segments and I did like that show and I did like hearing him call football games. But back to what I was saying earlier, like in terms of teaching the game, of, I don't think Gruden really taught anything. He just kind of gave you an aspect like a viewership from a coach in terms of like this is what I would call it, this is what I would be looking for. Spider Y2 banana. Like, awesome. I get to hear this another 50 times this Monday night. Fantastic. Yeah. The the first bit of advice I would give to him, though, after deciding to be a broadcaster, is don't try to be John Gruden. Yeah. Like, can you please stop doing that? And allow your catchphrases to come, like, genuinely and naturally. Yeah. And also, who I don't know who you would have to pair him with. I still stand by my statement of I think he's just a very – high, strong, big energy all the time. I think you almost need a guy opposite of, of him that's not that. I like, like Joe Tessitore and, a lot. Uh, Jim Nance and Romo. To where, like, one's kind of laid back, and then you have Tony Romo, who is an absolute psychopath. Oh, I don't, I don't know, Jim. Which, yeah. hey, I, I get it now. Because there's a part of me that was starting to hate it. Having conversations with you guys watching the Super Bowl and then seeing a big play, that's a way to kind of pause the conversation for a second. Yeah. Where it's like, ah, nope, okay. Well, anywho, like, I mean, almost had him there. <laughs> I felt like kind of Tony Romo watching the Super Bowl. Oh, you definitely had a couple Tony Romo moments the other yeah. night. 
You yes. definitely called me out on because I didn't realize it, but it's just like, <laughs> oh, I mean, we were talking. I'm in the middle of saying something. Ah, but okay, I, also, like, you. I don't want to hear that on my TV. Yeah. I don't need to be told that the football is all brown with no stripes in the NFL. <laughs> and again, I don't know why the golf thing annoys me so much. As a guy that does like golf, why do you have to work it into every single fucking football game? It's just a physical activity that he does. He has to let everyone know. Like every about. field goal. He'd be like, oh, this, is about a, this is about a nine iron, right, Jim? That's what you got? You're shooting a nine here? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a nine. Oh, a little chip shot. I feel no. like Tony Romo is that guy that made a joke one time and realized it was funny and people laughed at it and has to use it every time yeah. in the situation now. I have to repeat this joke over and over again. Every it gets the single, people going. Yeah, every single football game that he does. It is. It's crazy. Hats off to him, though. He's making a lot of money. Um, another quarterback that I did want to talk about today, though, is Matt Stafford. And going back to him, it, I do like Matt Stafford a lot, but Richard Sherman kind of brought his name up. Uh, I believe it was yesterday, maybe the day before even, because a lot of people are already talking about Matt Stafford, a Hall of Famer. And I I do, I like Matt Stafford. I really like the Georgia Bulldogs. I was a big fan of him when he was there. I do think Richard Sherman is right, though, that I don't know that we've seen enough out of him yet. Because people immediately, as soon as the Super Bowl ended, were like, Matt Stafford is a Hall of Famer. And could he get there? I think so. But I do agree with Richard Sherman. Uh, and he said this, uh, i quote him, uh, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, but a Hall of Fame bar is incredibly low now, like a participation trophy. Uh, Matt Stafford has no all-decade team, no all-pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl, not even a, an MVP in the Super Bowl, and never considered the best in any year he played. So I get it. And when you look at that resume, Matt Stafford's put up some big numbers. When you look at the fact that no All-Pro, no MVP, and only one Pro Bowl, it's kind of tough to deem a guy a Hall of Famer just because he won a Super Bowl. And I, I get that, and I, I respect everything you said. That those are great points. But we also have to remember, this dude played for the Detroit Lions for like 10 years. That's not a successful organization. That is not a successful team. And the only like bright spot on that team year in and year out has been nine, Matthew Stafford. It's hard to go be, you know, get any of those accolades or recognition when you're on a team that's overall bad, no matter how good you play. So it's like, yeah, you're not going to be an all pro because your stats might, you know what I mean? You might be leading the league in passing yards and be up there in touchdowns as well, but because your team has won like four games, you're, it's like you're, boom, not on there for the Pro Bowl. You're not going to be on there for all pro. You're just going to be kind of overlooked. And that's the thing with Stafford. He is always at the top in terms of passing yards and passing touchdowns in the league in Detroit. Because that was something I've always talked about with him. Is like, this guy is actually like a top-ten quarterback. He should be getting that recognition. He should deserve that. And you hear like other guys talk about it in the division. Aaron Rodgers has been like, yeah, Matthew Stafford's been throwing no-look passes for years. He just gets overlooked because it's Detroit. Yeah, so like, yeah I, I do think there I, is something into that of playing in a, a, for a bad team. But I, even looking at like his numbers, he's never led the league in passing yards. Mm-hmm. He's never led the league in passing touchdowns. So it's like, for me, he is that cusp, that tier of really good, not great. Yeah. I have a hard time deeming how great a player is if just because if they lead like a league in a certain category, like stat-wise. Because, I mean, if you look at, like, Jerry Rice, I don't believe he ever led the league in receiving yards. Calvin Johnson, I think, only did, like, once or twice. I think Jerry, but a lot of these, I like, think Jerry dominated. I don't think he ever led the league in terms of receiving. 
receiving yards. I mean, they just they always were up. You know, I mean, they always had big seasons. It was just the longevity of his career and how consistent. He did it six times. Did he really? Yeah. I swear You're to God, I've done a, I've done a trivia thing, and it was like, nope, not at all. The, the other guys, like I don't think of Randy Jerry Moss Wright. has. Like guys like Michael Irvin, Andre Reed. I said Randy Moss, excuse me. They like they struggled. It's like the Michael Jordan thing. Like, oh well, we, I didn't win a championship in my era. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you were blocked by Jordan and yeah. Magic Johnson before them. Uh, so, so there are a lot of those guys. And somebody even brought up the point on Twitter of like, it's kind of hard to be an All Pro in this era. He played with the Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Matt Stafford, he played with Aaron Rodgers, um, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. And then this new era, even where guys like you know Patrick Mahomes over the last couple of years, so it has been very tough. I, it's for me, it's weird, and you have to look at the era too because like oh, he's putting up really good numbers. Everybody throws the ball so much now. Yeah, let me take back what I said on J. Rex because I think that's the one part I was wrong, and so I don't want to be the focal point of it. But it's also the fact of everything that Richard Sherman said here. You can't necessarily argue it because that's right. Like that's just the fact. Like those are what his stats are right now and his accolades. But being in L.A., now is the opportunity for him to show, okay, hey, I'm in a better situation. Let me go make the most of it. And he did in year one. The other thing with it now is go do it again. But yeah. do it in a more dominating fashion than you did this past season. And that's my thing with him. And I don't know why we always do this. I know that we're doing it today on our show. But immediately everybody wants to deem him, like, is he a Hall of Famer? Mm-hmm. He's 32 years old. He's probably got six years left. He might win another Super Bowl. And I will say, I know a lot of people are like, oh, if – Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer than Matt Stafford is. I disagree with that. Eli won two against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And the like fact an that it was against Patriots. the Patriots, <laughs> yeah, that it means more than I'm sorry, the Bengals. <laughs> it was an undefeated Patriots team that was one of the best teams ever, and Eli Manning beat them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm not an Eli Manning guy either. But with Matt Stafford, I think eventually he'll be a Hall of Famer. I wouldn't be surprised if you know this time with the Rams where. Maybe he does win an MVP. He's probably going to make a couple more Pro Bowls. Maybe an All-Pro, like now that his name is really out there. But I think if he retired right now, today, I wouldn't say he's a Hall of Famer. No, I mean, it would be hard to. It would be a lot of that back and forth of what we just kind of did there, but in a more serious sense of people just screaming at one another, of like, it's because he's in Detroit. They suck. And I think Super Bowl's really, like, I know I just said Eli has two of them. Super Bowl's kind of get overrated. Think so? You can be a very, very good player and never win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Maybe that's because I'm a Jordan-era kid that was like, no, these guys are really good. <laughs> They're just not going to win championships. Yeah. But like Eli winning two, I think that put him in the Hall of Fame. I think it's going to be weird to see the NFL here in the next however many years because I feel like there's a lot more parity in the league. feels like it's kind of more of an even slate. Yeah. It's, I don't think we're going to see another one of these dynasties like we did with the Patriots. Yeah. It, well, and it's also it's hard even with the the Hall of Fame stuff to look at guys like a Matt Stafford when he came into the league in two thousand nine. It was still it was a passing league, but it hadn't exploded like it yeah. is now. So it, you look at his numbers and you're like, man, four thousand yards almost every year. Yeah, in the nineties that was like pretty exceptional. Now, like that's just what you do. You throw for four thousand yards. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird to judge those numbers. It's not you know like in baseball when. You're looking at, like, there used to be the level of, like, oh, the 500 home run thing. I think that still holds true in baseball. In football, the game changed so much that it's like, oh, you threw for 4,000 yards. That would just mean you started every game. <laughs> or sometimes not even every game. Uh, but I do. I like Matt Stafford. But I do think that we rush into this, like, guy's a Hall of Famer. And that's why I also think they, uh, you know, you have to wait. 
you have to uh, it's like four years before you can name a guy a Hall of Famer. The five, it, yeah. If Matt Stafford retired this off season, and he was voted on this season, people would vote him in. Yep. But what else do you think he needs in his career for him to be a Pro Bowler? Uh, excuse me, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Pro Bowls. Some <laughs> <laughs> more individual accolades, which is going to be very tough. But it is, it's it's kind of tough to even sit, like debate that a guy is a Hall of Famer when he's never been even close for the MVP voting. Mm-hmm. So you say an MVP, more Pro Bowls, on another Super Bowl win? Yeah, which, I mean, he could do all that next year. Yeah. But even, you know, I always use pro football reference, like anytime I want to look up stats or anything. And they'll put, like, where you finished in certain awards. So if, like, you were the second in the MVP voting, it'll say second in MVP voting. The only thing he has is a Pro Bowl. That's literally it. Yeah, he's never been like top five. It's crazy to realize. Right. It's also it's it could be like receivers in the nineties where it was guys like Jerry Rice, uh, Michael Irvin, and then they get to where they're Hall of Fame and it's like, wait a second, there's a little bit of a bottleneck. There are too many of you that are really good. You can't all get in on the same year. Yep. So with Matt Stafford, he's young though. I could see him doing it more, especially if he stays in L.A. Um, I think it'll be scary to see what happens if we get another year of Matt Stafford and Sean McVay. Because that's my thing. The second-year bump with a quarterback and a coach. If Sean McVay stays, you bring back Cooper Cup. We, I mean, he could be easily the MVP. I think there's even a little bit of talk about Matt Stafford this year for MVP. If you If you're able to run it back with... Yeah, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, even if you lose Odell Beckham. That's pretty good little setup there. He could easily be a, a Pro Bowler, which the Pro Bowl thing is kind of weird because it's also a new era of Pro Bowl voting to where Mac Jones was a Pro Bowler. <laughs> Mac Jones and Matt Stafford have the same amount of Pro Bowls. <laughs> so that kind of hurts his argument too. I just can't believe he never earned any more in Detroit. Yeah. Like, who in the NFC was just – who's been the quarterbacks in the NFC? Aaron Rodgers. Rogers, Wilson. Breeze. Breeze. Russell Wilson. So I guess it, it's it's a pretty tough road. But I do think Richard Sherman brings up some good points. You're never considered – like, I've never had a conversation with anyone that's like, Matt Stafford's a top-five quarterback in the NFL. Even yeah. now, you wouldn't say he's a top-five quarterback in the NFL. I've always put him in my top 10 or right. Yeah. Right. Like he's 10. right there, like the top 10 to 12. Yeah. Even this year at fantasy football, he was the 11th ranked quarterback. <laughs> I know that that doesn't play into it. The, the, the difference between you just being extraordinary right now, you're ordinary. is just a little bit extra. Right. But I, I do think this conversation will probably be irrelevant. It's just fun to talk about now because the season just ended. Mm-hmm. Give him a couple of years and let's see. What happens with Matt Stafford? And also good for the Lakers, or sorry, the Rams winning the Super Bowl. I'm also interested in this stuff that LeBron said, where he wants to have a Los Angeles parade. I am a little bit of a rain on the parade guy. I like this idea. That's a hell of an idea. <laughs> I want to go to there. Me too. <laughs> it, it, obviously, uh, with LeBron, they won the championship in 2020 in the bubble. Couldn't celebrate, couldn't have the parade. The Dodgers, I didn't realize it, had the same problem. They couldn't have a parade. Let these motherfuckers have their parade. And if you, doing all three would be hectic at the same time, you almost, like, if you sell tickets for that, 
you're looking at millions of dollars <laughs> via advertising ticket sales. I don't know how you would do it, but it'd be phenomenal. So wait, how, how would you sell tickets to a week? I don't know. They'll figure it out. It's LA. They can, they can <laughs> do things there. If you want to stand on the street, it's going to be 25 yep. bucks. Standing room only is $10. Yeah. They would, and you'd pay it too. Like if I were in LA and they were like, Hey, by the way, 10 bucks to stand here. Yeah, sure. You got Venmo or Cash App? I'm about to see LeBron James, Clayton Kershaw, all the Rams. <laughs> right. Who's the main star for L.A.? For the Rams, excuse me. Aaron Donald, maybe? Is it? I would say Aaron Donald. Because you look at the Lakers, clearly LeBron. Right. You look at the Dodgers, in my eyes, Kershaw. Yeah, it's also going to be weird because you'd have to bring back some of those guys. I even saw Kyle Kuzma is like, I get to come back for this, right? Sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Do you're, it. you're not doing awful in Washington. I think the Lakers realize, eh, I'm kind of fucked up getting Westbrook. but Yeah, it, it, it sounds like a really good idea. The logistics of when you're going to do this are impossible. Like football well, season? It's a little bit easier now with baseball being lockout. <laughs> right, but even like basketball is going on. So it's like, is LeBron going to go get drunk on a Saturday parade? 100%. And play on Sunday? He just did on Sunday for the Super Bowl. Maybe that is the play. Like, hey, no cent. baseball, no basketball. Or, sorry, no football, no baseball. Basketball players kind of do whatever they want. Now's the time to do it. <laughs> Dude, that'd actually be legit. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure you saw it, too. Everybody's pissed off. Not everybody. There's a particular account that's pissed off at LeBron that he was caught dancing at the, at the Super Bowl yeah. during the halftime show. It was like, your team's below 500. Ninth place in the Western Conference, and here's LeBron. The problem that I really have with it is that it's like a Lakers account, like a Lakers fan account or whatever that follows the team. Mm-hmm. And you're shitting on the st- the best player in the NBA <laughs> because he's dancing at a halftime show? He didn't Dude's skip aver- a game. He's averaging almost 30 fucking points a game. If Russell Westbrook is dancing, call him out and be like, yep. hey, bud, you can't hit the backboard, but here you are at the Super Bowl dancing? Which, uh, that is just a joke. Don't call him out either. But to call out a player and be like, oh, my God, look at this guy. Look at him being happy while his team has a losing record. <laughs> Are you kidding oh, me? With LeBron this ought to make a post and be like, what year is this? Is it 19 or 20? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of them. I don't know. Year forever. Hashtag greatness. Hashtag enjoying the moment. Hashtag can't stop me. No, which people can't. Literally. Dude's older than hell. 38. <laughs> Right. Maybe not older than hell, but you're old. Pretty close, though. Yeah. I love the meme that's going around of LeBron from that commercial where it was him and his younger self. Yeah. And all the jokes that are being made off of it. You made a good one. Uh-huh. Um, go to my Twitter. You can find it there. <laughs> I liked that commercial. That was one that I saw the meme going around. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was cool. The technology for them to be like, that's young LeBron, and it looked just like young LeBron. Oh, spitting image. Perfect. I need that in movies now. You know, like you do a flashback to a younger you, and it's another actor that clearly looks nothing like you. Stop. I couldn't imagine sitting next to a younger me that had hair. Like, oh, <laughs> my God. Hey, I Bobby. need someone to Photoshop you with <laughs> hair, you without hair, in the LeBron meme. I wish I had the capability. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures are out there with me with hair. I mean, dude, I had, I'm talking thick. I'm talking four C's thick hair, man. My hair would grow. I'd put it underneath the water in the shower, underneath the faucet. 
and I could count to five before the water reached my skull. That's how thick my hair five. Was. I swear. I mean, it was just it was amazing, and I would always just like five's a lot of seconds. It was. It was great. Uh-huh. And now it's immediate, like half a second. Not even that. Just head underwater, pff, skull, straight scalp. Five but seconds. my whole point is, I'd go back and tell myself. Maybe that's a question you should ask you. I ask you, what would you tell your young self? Because I would tell me, do something else with your hair, style it different than just even all the way around to where it looks like a freaking you yeah, know, no helmet, helmet head. Yeah. Uh, my younger self, I would say, hey, you're 14 years old and your friends are going to convince you to play basketball on a terrible street surface where no one should even walk or drive cars. Don't play. Don't go tear your knee to shreds <laughs> as a 14-year-old. Don't do it. That's the only thing that I ever have, like, regrets about. It's but even that, I don't have regrets about. We were talking about it yesterday. Like, yeah, what do you think would happen if you never tore up your knee? I'd be doing this. <laughs> That's it. I just, you know, maybe Sean McVay it. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be talking about Sean McVay. We'd be talking about Marshall Miller. Yeah, coach for a little bit and then probably get into sports media. Guess what I did? That exact thing. Booyah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a big regrets guy though. Yeah. I mean I'm kind of the same. Like there's some things, you know, you look back and you're like, ah, oh, like what if I also look back and go, I wish I would have done it instead of say I wish I didn't do it. Yeah. With certain yeah. situations. Yeah, with most. Yeah. i I think did I tell you that? I've told people that before. It's like, hey, oh. you're gonna look back at this and you're never gonna say, I wish I didn't do this. You're gonna laugh about it. I don't like, oh, have. shit. Like, for me, it's, hey, can you remember this? Like, do you believe you actually did that? Like, oh, shit, I did do that. <laughs> you never look back and you're like, oh, fuck, wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, like, don't drink and drive or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's keep it legal. Uh, but for the most part, you're going to look back at it. And even if it's stupid or it failed, you laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be successful. And you're like, fuck, yeah, I did that. Yep. Yeah, that's the uh, life lessons with Mellow and Big Country. Uh, another thing that I would tell my younger self is to go be the commissioner of Major League Baseball because uh, I'm not convinced that Rob Manfred likes baseball. No, I yeah, dude likes money. That's it. Yep. It, last night or over the, I think it was last night. It, they're trying to reduce. They're, they keep meeting, and one of the things that Major League Baseball proposed to the players, and I do want to say this first. I feel really bad for the players because everybody is tweeting and they're like, Major League Baseball sucks. Baseball is ruined. Man, those players are trying to do what they can do. Yeah. It is Rob Manfred and the owners that suck. So it's not baseball. Let's start calling out the people who do actually suck. It's the owners. It's the commissioner. Players are doing a phenomenal job. And one of the newest things that they've done is they're trying to um, eliminate a lot of jobs, 800 jobs from minor league baseball because they have this thing called the domestic reserve list. I wasn't super familiar with this before, um, but most teams carry around 150 players or more. Or, sorry, during the season, it's about 180 players per team. That's what you're in control. That's how you can call guys up, uh, send them down to the minor leagues, send a guy to low A, send a guy to double A. You're in control of about 180 players per team. Major League Baseball wants to limit that number to 150 per team, which would cost about 800 jobs in minor league baseball. And as we talked about yesterday, they also came with the whole, we don't want to pay minor league players this amount for spring training and shit like that. So it's just another absolutely ridiculous thing going on. And I thought that a big bargaining piece with this negotiation would be treating minor league players better 
had a pair. It's just worse. Oh, I mean, it's just showing that the MLB doesn't care about them. The MLB does not care about you until you join the official MLB. Like, right. Until you're welcome to the show. Then it's like, okay, now you can be taken care of in terms of major contracts. Right. Maybe yeah, just you know, less than the major. Like, I don't understand why baseball has ever gotten to a 10-year, $400 million deal. Yeah. Well, because they're not paying a lot of these young guys. They don't have to. So That's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. I never understood why it, re, like it was able to get to that point. Yeah. Like if you don't want to – here's my thing too though. It's like if you don't want to pay them, then provide everything for them so they're not having to pay for it. Yeah. You know, you get stories of some of these minor league guys that are bunking up together and you got guys sleeping in kitchens because yeah. they can't afford housing. And then you have a major league baseball player walking around who has four mansions. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't sit right with me. Or the fact that, like, with the uh, with COVID a couple of years ago, it was like you had major leaguers paying minor league, like paying for yeah. the minor leaguers to still have salaries so they could continue to live. Some of these guys are married and have families. Right. Trying to work their ass off or to make know, it to the majors, and you can't even do that. Exactly. So many guys are like, yeah, I've got to retire. I've got to give up the dream because I can't afford to keep trying this. Yeah. I'm not making enough as a minor league player to support my family back home and the time that I spent away from it. So it, it's always been pretty crazy to me I, I know a couple guys that have made it pretty far in the minors and i've talked to them about it and yeah it's it's absolutely ridiculous some of the stuff you see now there are also players that are big time prospects they get these signing bonuses and it's like okay you can tell that's a little bit different they have a very mm-hmm. nice apartment complex that they're staying in i am bunking up with a teammate yeah and this is my fourth year and like hoping to make it to triple a it is crazy that they don't take better care of they're minor league players. I mean, this is your feeder system directly involved with Major League Baseball. And they're like, nah, it's good. Let's eliminate jobs. We don't need this many guys. I'll, I don't understand it, and I don't think I ever will. And um, obviously, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report soon. I don't think we're going to. I even had to tell uh, my youngest daughter last night. She has like a Royals blanket. She's like, when, are we, when can we go to games? Because it's been fairly nice. Mm-hmm. in our area so it's like when do the royals start playing it's like well actually <laughs> let me explain a lockout to your seven-year-old brain <laughs> she's like oh that sucks it's like but minor league baseball games are going to happen on schedule and i'm telling you i'm i'm going to minor league games this year oh i'm going yeah oh springdale arkansas what's up <laughs> yeah northwest arkansas now. I, i'm gonna get my baseball in and that's gonna happen in april i don't care if it's in arkansas or kansas city or Omaha. Or Springfield. Springfield <laughs> right? Cardinals are right there. <laughs> and it is cool because uh, minor league season will start on time. It's such a weird system that it's like it is tied to major league baseball, but it also isn't. Mm-hmm. So, But flood the minor league system this year. Those guys deserve to still get their pay. And it's a really it's a good product of baseball. It really is. It is like, I mean, I remember watching some very shitty Royals games. There's better products in AAA than some of the Royals teams <laughs> that I saw. So that'll definitely be uh, a good time this spring. I hope that they figure it out soon. I've lost all hope. Yeah, it's not looking good right now. No. I'm an optimistic person, and even looking at this situation, and when you hear Man- Manfred come out and just talk like this or what the MLB is trying to do against the players, it's just it sucks, and I don't get it. I feel like yeah. it would be tough to be a player. And just oh, look yeah. at the organization and be like, are you freaking serious? And one thing that I was thinking about the other day with Major League Baseball is, was on Saturday when they were supposed to meet and like negotiate things. You have one of the best baseball players of all time in Mike Trout. He has now missed a season because of COVID, shortened season. 
He's missed a couple seasons due to injury. Now a lockout. You have one of the best baseball players of all time, and he can't get on the field because of bullshit reasons. Yep. And you wonder why the sport is dying. And it's not just Mike Trout. You know, Bryce Harper, um, Acuna Jr., there's some yeah. really good And, like, they players. don't know how to market them either. Yeah, that's always been a problem. Always. It probably always will be. They're doing a better job, or they were, with, like, TikTok. Yeah. I know that probably even sounds like a joke, but get your players in front of a younger generation. It's like the golf thing yesterday where, yeah, you're throwing beer out. I'll watch that. I'll watch that TikTok video and then be like, hey, golf might actually be cool. Let me give it a a look. Same with baseball. If you could throw something on the baseball field and guys hit like a game-winning home run, that'd be sick. Don't hit the players, but. Yeah, I I think so too. Uh, Let's get to some of our Tell the Truth Tuesdays, though. I I am excited about these, as always, but I I love to peek at the rundown and not know where you're going with these things (laughs) and then just try to guess. But I do have a Tell the Truth Tuesday. From yesterday, uh, I tweeted it out, if you do follow me on Twitter, thank you, uh, that I bet Texas Roadhouse is going to be busy today. Bitches love Texas Roadhouse. That is true. And I picked up my daughters yesterday for a little daddy-daughter date and asked them where they wanted to go. And one of the only places that they both like is Texas Roadhouse. My tell the truth is that I picked them up at 430 we went to Texas Roadhouse at 4.45 yesterday. Like, we're old. Like, I'm 80 years old <laughs> trying to hit that early bird special. I didn't get to eat at Texas Roadhouse yesterday at 4.45 because there was a line out the door already. It was going to be a 60-minute wait for us to eat at 4.45. And when I picked them up, we established where we wanted to go, and I said, okay, if you want to go there, we got to go right now before everybody else starts showing up. I was too late. At 4.45, I was too late for Texas Roadhouse. What time did you, I wonder what time you'd have to get there then to be on time. I know. like I checked it out yesterday, just playing around after that tweet, and they have like a wait list. It's like, I don't want to join the wait list at 3 o'clock. I want to eat, like, if I show up at 4.45, I'm eating at 5. I feel like that's not too bad. It's yeah. pretty early for most people. I was too late. But you, so you could have been put on the reservation list and then left, right? Probably. I could have, <laughs> but at that point, it was like, no, it's not worth it. I'm not doing it. Because they gave you the little buzzer, right? You should have been like, how far does this not reach? Not anymore. They text you. Oh, even better. Yeah, you put your Dude, number. you could have taken, taken the girls to Sonic. Got some ice cream. <laughs> Next year. Next year's there Valentine's it is. Day. Instead, we went and had uh, wings at Jefferson's. It's not a bad second choice sometimes. Depends on the There's day. No Texas Roadhouse. Could be a hit or miss situation. <laughs> right, Definitely so not a Texas Roadhouse. I tried. I tried to eat steak twice yesterday, and I struck out both times because of fucking <laughs> Valentine's did. Day. Oh man, we walked into Longhorn Steakhouse yesterday. <laughs> oh, talk about no free ads. We're giving all the ads today. Longhorn Steakhouse, delicious place. Love yeah, it. I just wanted a steak yesterday. We walked I in on lunch. I'll tell you what. I might get it today though. Struck out twice For yesterday. Real? Maybe today. Today Third is a charm, dog. What is it like? National Singles Awareness Day. What's up? <laughs> Today's our day for single people. I'm about it. We need a day. I also, again, I'm divorced. I am single. So maybe don't take the relationship advice from me. I fucking hate Valentine's Day. Why? It's not even a real holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And 
I think it, I feel like in most relationships, maybe this is just my bad experience. It's only celebrated one half of the relationship. Like for me, <laughs> I don't dig too deep. I didn't get anything for Valentine's Day. I was I was only the giver. I was never a receiver. <laughs> so, but it was like I'm supposed to put. Maybe that sounds bad. I'm <laughs> supposed to put out all this effort and buy gifts and flowers and do something romantic. Yeah. And what do I get back for it? Nothing. You never got like a card or like chocolates or anything? Rarely. I have been told on more than one occasion, more than one person, that Valentine's Day is not a guy's holiday. It's a girl's holiday. Maybe this, again, maybe it's <laughs> me. I got to do some self-scouting on my scouting uh-huh. <laughs> that it just didn't work out. But I hate Valentine's Day. Damn, yeah. I never, I always made it a point too. Is like, hey, we want this quality. It's a quality on the day of love too. It just share. Like, if you're not going to go yeah. all in, that's fine. If it's just like, hey, tell each other happy Valentine's Day, so maybe that's, small gift. That's Maybe fine. that's something I got lucky with in. Because I did get, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say, like, taken care of. But, like, you know, like, I got some gifts Meet back. Meet me halfway. If you yeah. want to go all in, I'll go all in. You yeah. can do, like, hundreds of dollars in gifts and crazy nights in bed. Let's do it. <laughs> you're going to have to meet me halfway. Yeah. You're not getting everything. And then, like, okay, well, happy Valentine's Day. Good night. I like Valentine's. I've heard some people say, like, oh, Valentine's Day sucks, like, because you're supposed to love your partner every day of the year. Let's just be honest. You don't love your partner every day of the year. There's just going to be something you're pissed off about or annoyed with. There's just this life gets busy. You're traveling. You're on the road. Focus goes elsewhere. Right. That's the one day a year where you just get to say, all right, cool. Let's focus on one another. Let's just show some appreciation to each other. Just went through a tough year or whatever, you know, great year. Just celebrate like i don't know reward yourselves just take care of one another i do think it's pretty neat i'm also love love you are a big love love guy dinner last night there was a young couple that came in and sat down i was like that's freaking cute as shit oh my gosh so yeah (laughs) (laughs) i went to jefferson's last night with my daughters they they choose where we eat that's like the second option on places love and love and make a wish (laughs) um there was a younger couple and I'm getting older, so maybe they were in, like, high school, maybe, like, early college. They were sitting on the same side of the booth. Oh, that's And I, I said, hey, Red girls, flag. Yeah. Say, <laughs> like, I need you to, to look at something because we need to have a talk. I said, do you see that young couple here on a date? I said, uh-huh. I said, do you see how they're sitting on the same side of the bench? Uh-huh. I said, never do that. <laughs> it's so awkward. I don't care if it's Valentine's Day, an anniversary, a first date. Do not sit on the same side of the booth. You sit across from each other, and both of them were in agreement. It's like, yeah, that seems like the would be the normal thing to do. <laughs> and then <laughs> they were at we were at Jefferson's Hot Wings, burgers and oysters, whatever it is. It is not an upscale place. It is good. I like their food. Obviously, I was there last night and I ate. This young couple was sharing mac and cheese with each other, like feeding each other mac and cheese. So that's the type of love I do not love. <laughs> it was so cringy and that's awkward. The, <laughs> yeah. Just eat your own mac and cheese. I get it. It's Valentine's Day. but it's just... Now, here's my thing. Like, tell the truth Tuesday. I just said love, love. So I love seeing people that are in a relationship happy, treat each other good. I hate PDA. I've never you understood do. it. I do not understand why you have to sit there and make out at a table in front of everybody. It's disgusting. 
Because I know one of you is turned on underneath that fucking table, and you're going to get up and walk out, and it happened because you were sitting there making out or at the bar. That's fucking weird. Tell the Truth Tuesday in junior high, um, my lunch schedule, we did like PE or like a weights class or something, and then it paused in the middle so we could go to lunch, and then we'd come back and do the rest of our PE class. Mm -hmm. I had a friend of mine at the time. We went. We're doing our weight stuff. He had gym shorts on. He goes to lunch. And then I swear to God, it was something as simple as like holding hands with his girlfriend at lunch. And he stood up from the lunch table and went to dump his tray. <laughs> and everybody saw that he was maybe a little bit excited about holding his girlfriend's yeah. hand. And it was like, dude. And then he tried to cover it up with his lunch tray. But he like, <laughs> like dumps everything. <laughs> in the process, he was like spilt like mashed potatoes or like something. <laughs> something of white on his shorts and oh. so it went from him like joking like oh i got a little excited there to like boom you got full on excited <laughs> this poor little like there's been an explosion <laughs> had to go the rest of the pe period with something white on his shorts oh. and just people roasting him just the entire time yeah i that's the thing it's like pete just whatever like i get like a little peck or whatnot or like just, but full on making out, just like even sitting at a bar. That's fucking weird, man. Like, could you imagine being a bartender looking up and seeing someone just making out right in front of you? Right. And it's just like, do you want another drink? I'm sorry, I had to interrupt <laughs> yeah, this make out session. Me? <laughs> this is a packed house. If you're not you going to be drinking, mouths. we kind of need those seats. So, <laughs> <laughs> can you wrap this up, please? Uh, well, oh, sorry, you can't stand up? How come? Why can't you stand up, sir? I will leave in four That's minutes. It's your own okay? fucking fault. Get out. Hey, if this doesn't go away in three hours, I need you to call an ambulance. <laughs> uh, your Tell the Truth Tuesday involves some also physical events. Uh, yeah, yeah, the 40-yard dash. Did uh, some extensive training with it last week. Started working on the sprints. Also got an alumni tournament coming up. So it's like, all right, cool. Like, want to play some basketball. Start working on, like, get used to shooting a basketball game, like handling it, kind of working on some combos or whatnot, pull-up shots. Felt great doing it. And then by the end of the week, I think I just maybe went a little too hard, which I don't feel like I was going too hard to begin with. But my left ankle fucking hurts. Like, when I go to, like, act like I'm going to jump up, there's just pain that shoots up either side of my foot up into my leg. You and I don't know what it is. When you act like you're going to jump? Like, what, when you're in the act of jumping. Okay. So, like, when you go to, like, spring it's up. Like, and like, is this motherfucker pretend <laughs> jumping? Dude, I just did a between the legs 360 dunk. Dude, right. Sick. Are you still an eight-year-old? Watch this. <laughs> Space Jam, arm reached across the court. Um, but like when you when I'm in the act of jumping, like that pain shoots up and it hurts. And then I went and played basketball on Sunday with a couple guys from back home. Um, running up and down the court, felt good, and all of a sudden, shooting pain in my ankle. And I was like, God dang it! So I'm gonna have to take this week to relax a little bit. And it's like I can't afford to take a week off. I'm in a situation where it's like this 40 yard dash is gonna suck again. Are you and I'm hurt or are you real injured? worried about it? I'm not even making any bets this year. It's just you guys get to make bets on like what you call. I'm not doing any punishment. The punishment enough is my fucking body right now. Would you what was your punishment? Oh, mustache. Yeah. Look like a freaking creep. Yeah. I looked like a cop that was bad at his job mm -hmm. last year with the mustache. Not even like a cool cop. Not even like super trooper. Or like friendly one. No. You looked like every stereotypical bad police officer. I wouldn't like, and not bad as like treats people bad, just like bad at his job bad. Yeah, I think both actually. 
We're like, I'm sitting there eating a donut, and a guy flies by speeding in a school zone. I'm like, missed it. It was too busy, you know, licking off the freaking what? cream from the donut. Stop it. <laughs> I could edit that sound by real the glaze, quick. Glaze. <laughs> right. Oh, was it glaze? Was it? I'm going to oh. start calling you Gary, like my friend from junior high. Sorry that I named you, but you probably don't listen to the show, so I don't care. Uh, I have another tell Now that you've said the name, I know who that is. That's hysterical. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have another tell the truth, and it kind of relates back to Valentine's Day, is that I still have an active Tinder account, which is, I think, embarrassing for some people to admit, like, oh, yeah, I'm on Tinder. Um, I do have, I have three dating accounts now. One I forgot about, but I don't use them as like a... What's the third one? Hinge. Man, if you'd have said Grinder, I would have walked out. <laughs> but Not I have, in like disappointment because I would have been laughing so fucking hard. It's something that I would do. <laughs> it, I use these things not to like try to find dates. I use them to people watch. What? I'm just scrolling through looking for weird accounts. Yeah, and then you send them to me. Exactly. And That's all I use them for anymore. You sent me one last week or whatnot, and I couldn't see it. So I was like, maybe if I download the app real quick, it'll pop up. It did. I had to go make a whole new profile. And then at this point, I was like, you know what? Here's my last tell the truth Tuesday. The other one was going to be, I hate scary shit, demons. I thought something sat on my bed last night. It might have been my blanket. I got scared <laughs> in the middle of the night. It was 3 o'clock. That's the witching hour. I was terrified. <laughs> Let's move on to the next tell the truth Tuesday. I'm sliding in three here. Tried talking to a girl. thought I was going well. I asked on a date. Didn't happen. I was like, fuck it. Let's download dating apps again. It is rough out here, dog. <laughs> Jocelyn Moe. I kind of get the people watching because there are some profiles that I like, come across and it's like, like honey. <laughs> right. You're not getting a swipe. And, you know, with the dating apps even. So I have a Tinder and I have a Bumble. I knew about those two. One of our friends said that she had seen my account on Hinge. And I'm like, I haven't had a, a Hinge account in just four years since we were doing stick to football. <laughs> I was doing stick to football, and our producer at the time was like, we should do a series where you guys, when you're out on the tailgate tour, you're also like – you're opening up Hinge, and you're like going on dates and things like that. He was he wanted to do it. So I was like, I've never even heard of this app. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. I still had an active Hinge account. <laughs> I just deleted the app, and it had been sitting there the whole time. Bro, did you open it up and just have like a 100,000 likes? Oh, no. It was so bad. It was – I had some likes. It was – I will tell you, I'm not dating anyone from Hinge. <laughs> not from Missouri. Oh, and Hinge is the one that's like, this app is built to be deleted. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it sucks. sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. But I will, I'll use Tinder and I'm swiping. Tinder's also a weird one because I feel like Tinder's for hookups. If you're on Tinder, don't hit me with like, I'm not here for hookups. That's what Tinder was made for. Yeah, but it's also so weird though because it's all like, you're kind of reaching a spot where it's like, you're not running into anybody in Joplin. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, we know like 609, Whiskey Dicks, love the joints. Those are bars, by the way. Love hanging <laughs> out there. They're so much fun. You're you not running into anybody. And if you do, they got their douchebag boyfriend playing pool in the back who they don't even want to hang out with. And he's that like, yo, you talk specific. to my lady? And it's like, I didn't know it was your lady. You look just alike. I thought you were brother and sister. Sorry. <laughs> right. I- I've also noticed with these apps, as I've used them over the years, <clears throat> girls will get on there and they'll be like, if you have a picture of you and a fish, swipe left. That is not a male-only thing. There are so Maybe it's a, our area thing. Yeah. There are so many girls holding up a picture of a fish, and you'll swipe and be like, ha-ha, that's funny, left. The next account will be like, if you have a picture of a fish, 
swipe left. I'm like, well, well here's the other thing. Too. You should it's meet like, the last girl that I just saw. Do you think guys right here are just taking fucking mirror selfies all the time? I know some that do. I want to look at another dude's Tinder because, like, I don't know what pictures you guys use. Oh, buddy. Okay. I only got pictures with my buddies. It's like, I don't truth. have my own, like, modeling fucking poses. Tell the truth Tuesday. Sometimes I'll switch it up and I will go to the guy's <laughs> Just to kind of get some ideas? I tell you. I Tell the truth Tuesday. It is for people watching. I'll see what else is out there. I'll see what some of these dudes are doing. Uh, I'll tell you, I've, I've got some likes, which is a little bit of a compliment. So thank you. I'm sorry I got your hopes up. But I'll, I'll so try it out. <laughs> it's bad. Wrong. It's, it's equally bad though, from the guy side and the girl side. It's all cringy. It's Just all super awkward. weird. Yeah, it is. But that's. My it's job. hard to come off like I'm not trying to be a weirdo. I feel like that's weird. It's like you just never know how anyone's going to take it. Right. You get people on there that look like fucking Shrek, and they're like, "You better treat me like a princess." <laughs> like, well, you better look like one first. <laughs> fucking Fiona. <laughs> yeah, go back to the swamp. Uh, that's it for Tell the Truth Tuesday, though. You got scared last night, though. I need to hear more about this. Yeah, it's just like I've been literally waking up in the middle of the night uh, the last couple of weeks, like just randomly, and it's like, "What time is it?" I'll look, find my phone on my bed, wherever it's fallen off to, and it's like, boom, three o'clock, three thirty, three twenty-three, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" And then last night, I had somehow rolled over to the opposite side of the bed that I remember falling asleep on and was like, what the fuck? I don't remember rolling over here in my sleep because usually I wake up and adjust or whatnot. And then all of a sudden, I just felt like some, what felt like something sit on the end of the bed. I tried to debunk it in my mind very quickly that like, oh, my brand new massive comforter that's a little heavy maybe fell off the edge of the bed. And like that was the like tug I felt at the blanket. And then I was like, ah, that's weird. And I opened my – and <laughs> I've even done this as a kid where it's – because I was told, like, don't give it any recognition. If, like, you hear your name <laughs> you have a or a noise or if you wake up in the night, don't, like, try and give whatever <laughs> ghost, demonic, whatever is there, any recognition so it can't react. And then I started If you thinking, hide under the covers, it can't see you. If I can't see you, you can't see me, dog. And if I stop breathing, you don't hear my heart racing. Only me. That's my mindset as a kid. And then I started thinking, <laughs> did I lock <laughs> <Yeah>. – <It was laughs> did I lock my door into someone in my uh-huh. apartment and I didn't hear them walk in? Because you can't open the door very quietly. Yeah. And it's door. just – yeah, and it's just like uh, if there's someone in my apartment and they're in my room, shit's about to go down. So I did a whole like quick pop-up and look, and then I saw a reflection from a mirror that's like hanging on my door. And <laughs> – Quick, immediate thought was because it was a red light. I was like, fuck, those are demon eyes. I'm dead. This has gone way too far. This is the, yeah, all you tried these, to just breathe these, past it. Yep, 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 yep. All these thoughts happened in probably like bam, 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 bam seconds or, or like milliseconds. And it was like, that's a demon. Nope, that's your fan light. Calm down. You're good. And then it was like, my fan light is blue. Readjusted my eyes. The color was blue. So I guess when you wake up real quick, you immediately just see red. I don't know. Still haven't quite figured it out. I've tried to debunk it in my mind. Then my closet door was open, so I thought my clothes for a second were a person standing there. Uh-huh. So I freaked out just a little bit too, and then I just had to say a quick prayer. I rolled over to the other side, closed my eyes, and went back to sleep. Thank you, Jesus. Made it out alive. Hashtag survivor. from the red light demon. <laughs> uh, it all happens so fast. I think it's something that you should probably look into, though. Nah. I don't want to put any more thought into it because then I freak myself out. And I got a decent-sized apartment in a kind of old, creepy building anyway. So mm-hmm. A lot of places to hide. A lot of foot traffic Yeah, from other people too. So it yeah. could be 
home invasion intruder type deal. Oh, dude, there is hey, there's been some concern when I walk into my apartment sometimes where it's been a little bit, and it's like someone hiding on the opposite side of my laundry. Because if I ho- have my laundry door open mm-hmm. um, for my washer and dryer, of course, it like blocks the door into the guest room that I have because I have a two-bedroom apartment. And it's like, is there someone hiding on the other side of that fucking door? Mm-hmm. So I'll do like a, act like I'm walking to my kitchen, <laughs> and then I take a couple quiet steps and I swing that door open and look in. Nothing there but dirty clothes that I left the day before, just in case. Uh, well, you also have to run the risk that it could be an actual demon because Joplin is a very old city, mm-hmm. and it, a lot of weird stuff has happened. A ton of weird stuff. And that, the building you live in is pretty old too. It's been renovated, yeah. but. I'm just saying, easily a lot of people. I like to think I'm a good person with some good karma. Mm-hmm. So Dima's not going to be like, this guy deserves to be messed with. Do you think with. they know, though, or do they see you? They know. Bringing in random girls, getting drunk, getting high. <laughs> do you think the demon has a perspective of you to be like, I can read his heart? Yeah, because there's just so many random girls coming through. Uh-huh. Maybe a couple, but damn. I'm just saying, I don't know. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. And in the 1920s, like if that if you died in the 1920s and that's your perspective of how life should be lived, you're drinking during Prohibition era. Like that ghost is going to be pissed off. Like, yeah, this guy. <laughs> you're this guy's weed. got a whole fucking beer cart. Yeah. <laughs> Bar cart. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying. Maybe that's what it was. Just trying to sit on my bed and be like, hey, we need to have a talk. <laughs> this is really your not a fan of this. I've tried to understand. I don't. And I said, Lord, dear Jesus. Let me go back to sleep. And then I sang Just a cover up and then go back to sleep. <laughs> I actually, I can't cover my head with my blankets at night because I'm afraid I'm going to suffocate myself, so I've never done that. It's been another low-key fear of mine. Hashtag tell the truth Tuesday. You can't yep, cover I can't your... fall asleep underneath the covers. I get way too hot. I get like claustrophobic. You get what? Claustrophobic. <laughs> I can't say the fucking <laughs> word. <laughs> What's the word? Claustrophobic? Claustro- yeah, I knew there was Or, as you said, cockstrophobic. <laughs> I am also cockstrophobic, which is why I usually only swipe right on the ladies on Tinder. <laughs> Yikes. Unless I do that whole thing. Like, that happened yeah, while we're still live on the show. <laughs> let's just be friends. Like, let's hang out. It's BFF mode. I just need to meet new people. That's the thing with Bumble. It's like, oh, you want to use this for work? No. <laughs> no, I want to use this for work. Do I want the people work? I work with making fun of me and my account? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, thank you, Bumble. <laughs> All right, that's it for us today, though. Uh, another weird, random Tell the Truth Tuesday. But we thank you guys for joining us today right here, as again, in the call-in app. Uh, get it live every day, every weekday at 10 a.m. Central Time. That's when we start the show. When will it end? Question mark. It's a party. We're not going to stop the party if it's still rolling. Never. Uh, but today we are because I'm getting hungry and it's 1130 here. So we thank you guys for joining us today. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here in the call-in app at 10 a.m. Central Time.